Welcome to Word Weird World. Welcome to Word Weird World. <laughs> Weird. God damn it. Weird World. Weird. Uh, weird World podcast. Weird, word World. God damn it. Weird World, which I can't freaking say. So I'm going to say those, those two words for me, please. Weird World. Weird okay. World. That show. Dad, shut your mouth. Hey, Rachel, the forgotten daughter. Okay, let's talk about Satan. <laughs> he was <laughs> never. Square. Oh. Okay, I want to be a science teacher. <laughs> Uh, and we'll have to put a picture of Aaron's bangs on our... Oh, show. shit! Yes. <laughs> Look, it's Savage! There you have it. Da, 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 da. Hi. I don't know what that odd humming is over there in the background. But welcome to the Weird World Podcast. Uh, my name's Carrie. I'm... Honestly, you got your name? No, I, you were just talking. I was gonna... No. I'm Jack... I'm Dean, and I'm pretty sure that was Adele that was humming the sound of an angel. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. What the fuck? I'm Aaron. I'm Rachel, and I'm surprised I wasn't the one caught humming on here. That's true. Uh, Anyhow, um, Dean is going to regale us with the tale of weirdness. Regale. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) Are you ready? Yeah. Ready for this? Yeah. Okay, sing the theme song. To the famous cartoon, oh. Tom Slick. Go. Are you serious? Yeah, do it. Tom Slick. Na, 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 na. Tom <laughs> I was serious. I don't want you to sing it. I didn't think you were going to sing it. Are you serious? <laughs> Immediately lost it. She's like, I'm ready. This is my chance to be discovered, Tom. <laughs> but I'm in charge, so I can cut it out no, you know. and put in the real music. That's not happening. We can't do that. We'll be sued. By Hanna-Barbera. They're very Sue happy, pretty trust sure me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we will, actually. If you have yeah. it under, like, 16 bars, you're good. Really? Yeah. Also, I have I a contest. I know somebody who knows Barbera. Uh, or maybe Hannah. <laughs> one of them. One of them. <laughs> one, of them. one of the two. Probably both dead. Um, this is not about the race car driver. This is about the actual real Tom Slick, who was... A conundrum, if you will. Next week, are we going to do the real story of Magilla Gorilla? <laughs> Have you had that queued up for a while? That was for, for, for about two seconds. That was good. That was good Everybody our age will get it. I'll give you that. Your age. Uh, wow, man. Tom Slick was this weird, he was like this do-gooder, he wanted world peace, but at the same time, he's this millionaire Texas oil man, kind of adventurer, big game hunter kind of dude. Well... What Ew. era of history are we, we talking? We are talking about the his the activity we're going to talk about was in the 1950s. When he was, was born he? in 1916. Okay. There we go. His father, as a matter of fact, was named Thomas Baker Slick. So Tom, our subject, was a junior. His dad was named, just a little background, his dad was named King of the Wildcatters. You got that name, but... Uh, he before that he was uh, for a long time an unsuccessful oil prospector, and his name was Dry Hole Tom. Oh goodness, mm-hmm. that's an unfortunate moniker. It is. It is. Yeah. But then he went. What? Yeah, makes us all uncomfortable. <laughs> Dry Hole Tom. Oh my god. Sounds like a condition. It does. It actually does. does. Not a good one. He. Um, then, though, Tom Senior went prospecting in Oklahoma. I think like the teens, like the nineteen teens, and. Um, he was, he found, he stumbled onto the largest oil field. It's called the Cushing Oil Field. At the time, so it was the largest oil field in the world. Shit. At, 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 in the 19-teens, it, at one point, it accounted for two-thirds of the crude oil in the Western Hemisphere. I shit you not. And about 20% of all oil sold in the United States was from that one oil field. And Tom Slick Sr. owned it? He sure did. Wow. The main owner. I think he had some partners. But um, after that, Discovery... Tom Senior was known as Lucky Tom. How is he not a household name? He should be a household name. Other than, you know. Tom Slick Jr. should be a household name, actually, as you'll see. Um, That left Tom, this very rich kid at age 14, when his dad up and died. Aw, poor Tom Jr. He lived in San Antonio, Texas. His mom remarried a guy named Charles Urschel. He was his dad's business partner. I guess one of his dad's business partners, right? In 1933, when Tom was just 19, Charles Urschel was actually, it became kind of a nine-day wonder. He was kidnapped, literally. He was kidnapped by Machine Gun Kelly and his gang, the famous outlaw of the 30s. Um, He was held. In fact, I think the story I've read is that he he was with another business partner, a partner, a friend or something like that, 
and they were looking for Charles Urschel. He was the one that he was very wealthy, and, and they knew he was in that area. So they kidnapped both of them, saying, which one? Are you? And they drove him off. As they're driving off, they said, which one are you, Charles Urschel? And they both refused to say which one was Charles Urschel. So they finally had, they went through their IDs. They found which one was Charles Urschel, and they stopped the car and let the other guy out on the side of the road. And he was held hostage for nine days by the Machine Gun Kelly gang. He paid $200,000 in ransom. Ransom. 1933. Wow. Mill of Depression. That's so, a crazy amount of money. Did you do the research Did to not. determine yes, your what job. that would be? To- That's your job. I don't know. Who Rachel, look it up. When, when, 1933, $200,000. What's that worth now? We'll be way beyond that when you get that stuff. <laughs> Who cares? Um, but Charles Urschel had been paid such good attention while he was kidnapped that he he just, he just gave he was able to give the FBI and the Popo enough information that they were able to fairly quickly track down the uh, Kelly gang and arrest all of them. Damn. This this left Tom Tom's Jr. was kind of this shy uh, kind of guy. How it was very thoughtful kind of guy, but this left him very kind of really skittish about publicity and and uh, attention because you know his stepfather was kidnapped because of who he was. I don't blame. Oh, him. you want to know how much? Yes, how I found much? it. Okay, about three point seven million. See, oh my god, pretty penny. Yeah, they yeah. were they were in great shape for a few days before the police got them. They were happy, happy, happy. Mm-hmm. So um, Tom didn't. He wasn't just didn't just rest on all the oil money he got. He started other businesses. He invested in beef. Beef. <laughs> he and his brother founded apparently the first air cargo freight company. Oh, and that's uh, a lot. He invented. He invented. As my he invented the lip slab, the, the lift slab method of constructing concrete buildings. Oh, that weird. Oh, well, he did a lot of things. He did all these. He promoted advancements in technology. He founded a. What would eventually become the Texas Biomedical Research Institute in 1941. It still is. It's still a very major research institute in, Tech in San Antonio. So I'm assuming he was quite an educated young man. He was. He went to Yale. Okay. And uh, he um, studied abroad. He studied a couple of abroad. From what I hear, he's quite the playboy. 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 <laughs> wow. I couldn't get that word Lots out. Lots of effect. The was right so there. Terrible. It was karma. Um, he oh, founded man. the Southwest Research Institute in 1947, which again remains a major research facility kind of a public-private partnership in Texas. And he then got all esoteric. And in 1958, he founded a thing called the Mind Science Foundation Whoa. to study how consciousness arises in human beings. Wow. So he became very, you know, That's into the, the kind of Eastern philosophy. They, the, the rumor is that he started that, that um, institute because he had been, when he was in India, he had seen those fakirs. Fakirs? How do I pronounce that? Fakers. Uh, that's fakers. a good question. I thought it was fakers. It, you can probably um, pronounce it either way because they're both the same. Oh, shot fired. Um, <laughs> he saw them levitate. Uh, we, we now know, and we should have known then. It was just complete this, this fraud. But um, he saw them levitate. So he thought, maybe I can figure out how to make things levitate and use that to save a lot of money in construction industry. So oh, he, my goodness. He was esoteric, yet always, you Optimistic. know. Optimistic. Right. Well, no, has mind on the bottom line. Yeah. Spiritualist. He, yeah. lie. He's spiritual, he was spiritualistic. Aaron, can you say that for me? I can't say that word. Can you say that word? I have a speech impediment. Barely, bitch. <laughs> um, he also sought to pr- promote world peace. He wrote a book called Permanent Peace, A Check and Balance Plan in 1958. <laughs> Huh. He founded a World Peace Lecture Series at the uh, Lyndon Johnson Library, and he um, endowed a professorship professorship in World Peace at University of Texas. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, do maybe Jared needs to check out those Jared books. from Subway? What are you talking about? Jared you Kushner, you know, oh, the Secretary of Everything I, who's going to broker peace in the Middle East. I legit thought I... Jesus shit. Really did think Jared of Subway, right? I was wondering no. why you wanted him to, to read those books about but peace. Jared may need some help. So. He might. He might. With, from Ivanka. <laughs> that would be great. Let them figure out yeah. Palestinian-Israeli conflict. She thinks she can. I'm sure they can. I'm sure they'll be fine. Watching an Israeli movie, the dad was super racist against Arab people, and it wasn't even like a thing. It was just like, oh, this is how normal Israeli dads are. It was a weird movie. What was it called? Blush. Blush? Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. It was a weird movie. Israeli people are weird. Wow! Oh, shit. There goes Audi Israel. We don't mean <laughs> that. It's just Aaron Quinn. He's the rest super of us. Super racist. They do a lot of wonderful country research. The de- well, the dad is super racist. We have a pro- that's just the character. My favorite historical figures. They were all yes. racist. Carrie Goldmeyer. What's the I what's the um, love that what's the woman. female version of a bromance? A cis mance. Gal know. pals. Gal pals. Yes. Uh, Carrie has a gal pal 
Mance with uh, Goldmeyer. It's just called friendship. No, well, they don't know each other, and she's dead. Yeah. Otherwise. Other than that, we're besties. <laughs> yeah, total. No, she's always been a big fan. Mm-hmm. Kind of like me and Neil Grass Tyson. He's very much alive, Neil. <laughs> you know what I mean? Call me. Call me, Neil. Um, so, he, at heart, though, he was an adventurer. He like he, you know, big game hunter and all that kind of stuff. But um, in 1956, in South America, his plane crash landed in the rainforest of Guyana. Hmm. Which, as you know, is the home of Jim Jones and all the Kool Aid Kids. Oh, that was very Ooh, tacky. Considering nine hundred died, that I, wasn't I, their home. Well, they, yeah, they lived. There. They died there. They lived there too, Jerry. They didn't just visit. Let's go on vacation and drink Kool Aid. I thought they just went there to die. How no, long were they there? They were there for years. Okay. Yeah. Future podcast. It was a college. Okay. Continue. That's okay. true, actually. Probably. Yeah. Um, maybe we probably will do that. So, um, but, and he was taken in. He crash landed kind of in, in the jungle, and he was taken in by the, let me see if I can pass this right, the Y.Y. tribe, or Y.E. Y.E. I don't know. Let me see how it's spelled. W-A-I-W-A-I. Y.Y. So, I'm just going to Y.Y. unless it's a Y, and then it wouldn't be Y.E. Y.E. Way Way. It could be Way Way. It could be Way Way. They, um... Okay, let's this, 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 this not care. Um, why, why? He Stay was, tuned for the entire separate podcast and try to produce this one thing. <laughs> we'll do that right after. I got caught a sale. He was, um, he was with them for two weeks subsisting on parrot meat. No! What? Yes, I guess they hunted parrots, I That's, guess. Well, probably back okay, then there was a lot know. more, That's but still. Like Guyanese KFC. I guess. It was probably delicious. Probably tasted like chicken, yeah. I imagine. And uh, just he was bird, found in after two weeks, though. It's so a they're small a little, little different bird. than a chicken. I know. You think you'd have to kill a lot of parrots for that, huh? Okay, I, yeah. Some parrots are not so, so small. Chicken no, I know, but they're not fat uh, like chickens. They're I like more the chicken. Lean. Yeah. Because they fly. I can't imagine that would feed a lot of people. No, chickens don't do full-fledged I mean, fly. I wonder. What's I'm the sure ratio? What's the I'm sure they ate lots more. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Parrots, I mean, Cornish game hens don't feed a whole lot maybe, of people Maybe, you know what, they're probably trying to feed them, like, monkey and stuff, and goes, iguana. you know, I'll stick with a parrot or iguana. And he said, no, I'm going to oh. stick with a parrot. They said it's a bird. I'll eat iguana over parrot. I'd probably eat berries and leaves. I'd eat parrots. Leaves. I'd eat parrots You raw. would have oh, you would not. such bad Fuzzle. diarrhea. You're awful. Um, he was good friends with Howard, H- Howard Hughes. He invested money with Mickey Cohen in Las Vegas casinos. He's a famous mobster. So he okay, was- how has there not been a movie about I, Tom Slick? I, Tom Slick. He worked. Um, <laughs> he, he may have knew, known Jack Ruby. Oh and he had some of his cover businesses were used by the CIA in like anti-Castro or I guess not anti-Castro but in, in certain operations. Oh. So he's this kind of weird 20th century renaissance man doing all kinds of crazy shit. Um, his big, big passion though became finding unknown animals are cryptids. He loved that kind of stuff. In fact, Lauren Com- Coleman, who's a well-known cryptid writer on cryptozoology, he wrote a biography of Tom Slick in 1989, and he speculates that it was when Slick was in Yale in, I guess, the early 30s, he read about the Roosevelt Expedition in 1928 that went to hunt the giant panda. The giant panda was one of the early unknown animals. There were reports of this black and white bear from Tibet and China, but it was not proven. It was The giant panda was thought of is that real or not for quite a while I think decades before they brought back first a dead specimen and then eventually a live specimen stupid question yes I'll go for it how (laughs) giant was this panda I mean what made it an unknown animal like this unbelievable you might know it as the panda that was my question yeah same thing that's just the regular panda to to differentiate from the red the lesser panda the red panda which looks kind of like a raccoon did Um, they know about the lesser panda yeah but not the big black and white. I was just no. wondering if there was something like, different from like a what we know panda. of pandas that nope. made it this big unknown nope. thing to hunt nope. for. No, nope. just stupid. No, old the actual people. panda that we know, know we know as the panda, Ling Ling and Ming Ming and Jing Jing and Ling. What's happening? Oh my god! Wait, wait, wait. Literally, they, no, they really are named Ling Ling. We're gonna need and, to I swear this God. For, and you went, um, that's true. I've heard of Ling damage Ling, control for racism. <laughs> This is where you start, but everything after that, I've never. Wait, There was one called Wait, Wait, wasn't wasn't there? I don't fucking know. But Dang. anyway, okay. Shut your Caucasian mouth. <laughs> but no. so the, they were talking about yes, pandas. Well, regular pandas. pandas. They, they weren't Caucasian different. Mouth. Mm-hmm. No, no. Answer the question for the fourth time. No, same panda <laughs> that we all know. As wait, 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 wait. So were there like two different kinds of oh my God. how many pandas? Um. And uh, the Roosevelt campaign, which was, by the way, was Kermit Roosevelt and one of the, and Teddy's. It was two of Teddy's kids, and they uh, what? Um, two of Teddy's kids went on a campaign and they shot and killed a panda in nineteen twenty-eight. Oh, that! And How they old were they? Back. 
Twelve. And um, what, what um, were you thinking? Why were you so stupid? I know. <laughs> what do you mean? Four and seven? This is not nice this is nice doing it. They're in their thirties. Teddy had kids. Like, what? <laughs> what the hell? Teddy was dead by then. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, this got him hungry for cryptids and, and unknown animals. And his like big... hunger for the parents. <laughs> yeah, like literally hungry. I was just about to say the same thing. Even faster. His big, big, big thing became the abominable snowman. Oh boy. AKA, I'm going to call the Yeti because I don't say the word abominable very well consistently. How the turntables mm-hmm. trying to me to say that word. Yes, how the turntables. Okay. How she very wow. masterfully that dodged was... that word. <laughs> Spirituality. Our bleach. So, um, she can say bleach just fine. Become, it just looks crazy. No one gets these jokes. <laughs> it's okay. No, no one does. These are very inside, are inside Like super inside. Like six people know them and they're all here. Um, so uh, the uh, bomb, the uh, goddamn Yeti had been being sent. Uh, what? You're not going to follow your Yeti. own rules. I said I'm going to call the Yeti. I know what you said. The above and above. I know. Goddamn Yeti. The, it, had, it had been, had, had come and become a big media sensation in 1921 when there was a, 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 a Mount Everest expedition that had seen giant footprints in the snow. <laughs> and then 1951. It's just snowshoe. I know. It's just big boots. No, that were made for walking. Don't ruin it. Is there no? They have toes. They're footprints. That's not shoe prints. I'm like, I look at shoe prints. That might be a yeti. No, yeah, but on Mount Everest, it snows a lot, I so they wouldn't be perfectly preserved footprints. Duct tape like a fucking rock to your snowshoe. Oh my god, it's a fucking yeti. They would be preserved if, so it, if it didn't snow it. after the footprint was made. Yeah. but it's oh. Mount Everest. It's not fucking Everest. We'll do, I'm we'll aware. Do, we'll do yeti. That motherfucker snows all well, damn day. It was on the no, way. It now, let's say it was on the okay, way. Okay, sure. Let's go. Okay. The way way. The way way. Uh, Eric Shipton photographed some very famous Yeti yeah. footprints in 1951 that became, and that kind of made the, the Yeti an international media sensation. That it, when those footprints came out, because they're giant footprints, clear toes, bare feet, way bigger than a human footprint. Um, I, I, we'll get into, we'll do the Yeti in another episode, you uh, know. Will uh, we? But, so yeah. it was sort of like Kim K's Ray J tape. Why? I don't know what that means. What? Why would you bring this up? No, that me? like it catapults them into fame. Oh, yeah. yeah sure. Just exactly like that. Like a sex tape. with millennials. Sure. Like the shifted <laughs> photographs were just like a sex tape. Exactly. Many years later. Mm-hmm. You're and welcome. A sex tape. As if the Yeti had made a sex tape. Yes. That's yeah. not... Like getting on with a Sasquatch or something like that. Paris Hilton Yeti. Mm-hmm. Yeti. Yeah. Yeah. I could see her doing that. Um... She, has she did. A Yeti. I mean, literally a Yeti. I meant an actual... Oh, sir, they don't we exist. don't gotta go there. He had trouble, though, in his first cryptid hunts. The, uh, I'm talking back to Tom Slick now. <laughs> Please. He, he had secretly gone to Loch Ness and back in, way back in 1937. He was on like a, an automobile tour with some friends of Europe. And they drove up to Scotland and uh, looked around for the Loch Ness. Nothing happened much there. And then he also, um, in his younger days, I also, I guess, in the 1930s, he had read in Ripley's Believe It or Not <laughs> about an animal called a hoat and drove all the way to Arkansas to go get it. And he's going to bring them. A hoat is a what, Aaron? Uh, it's half your favorite animal. Uh, Obviously half goat, half and horse. No. Human? Oh, I no. thought you were talking about high fashion. What do you think it is? couture. Not human. Half goat and half... Hillbilly. That could that would actually make more Hacksaw. sense. Hog. Hog. Oh, I, I was, was, was like, guessing. Um, so it was, hog, it was a hog-goat uh, hybrid that Ripley's Believe It or Not wrote about. And so Tom Slick, uh, you know, drives off to Arkansas to go get himself a hoat. That doesn't he was exist. He a little bit uh, A little bit. A little bit, maybe. Yeah, he believed in the levitation. He thought hoats were a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that honestly sounds like a type of oat, but like a, a new GMO. Okay. People are going to start reeling again. <laughs> anyway. Uh, he heard about the Yeti, or the AKA the Abominable Snow. I'm actually doing a pretty good job with that. Snowman. I thought you weren't even going to say it anymore. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try not to, but I think I might. He heard about it on trips to India in the 1950s. Presumably the big game hunt. Probably he's probably out there killing tigers. I don't know. Fuck. I and, hate uh, it. I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know that for a fact. But he was probably. there. And when he was watching the guys levitate, he also saw heard about this, this Yeti. And so, like, right away, in 1956, he just goes to Nepal. He hires, like, a guide. He brings a bunch of bloodhounds and a helicopter and just oh starts, you know... Uh, uh, searching around the mountains for the Yeti. The, the Nepalese government went and got him and kicked him out of the country. And so you can't do that shit here. Agreed. Um, 
you can you're not invited back unless you you right. are like you under the auspices of a recognized institution organization something like that and and huh. so yeah he was upset but he was not he, there's one thing for sure about Tom Slick he was never deterred ever so he very next year he went That's back to the rapey sounding no it's not at all <laughs> Jesus. Like in it certain contexts, it would be. Yeah. Not in the context of trying to find a Yeti. He wasn't trying to rape the Yeti. He was you trying to discover it. I think we Maybe all Maybe this do. is why there's been nothing made about Tom Slick. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Slick. Yeti rapist. Okay. No. He uh, got the San Antonio Zoological Society to give him, I don't know, a badge, a piece of paper, whatever. Oh, my God. the oh. San Antonio Zoological They don't know in Nepal. They're going, oh, shit. Is that like a big deal in, in America? Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's totally. Huge. It's a very big deal in the San Antonio Zoological community. <laughs> he probably like made a, it. They've got like a zebra and a llama. And I've never been to the San Antonio Zoo. If you're a good zoo, I apologize. But in 1956, seven, you probably weren't much of a zoo. Every yeah. little zoo has a zoological society, don't, I know. don't yeah. they? Yeah. For accepting they donations. Do. They probably do. Uh, so he went there in 1957 on his first expedition. Uh, his first, I'm sorry, I guess a real expedition. He was nearly killed in a bus accident on a mountainous highway. Can you imagine riding a bus in, in Nepal? On a mountain. In 1957. A 1957 bus, no less. No, no, no less. I, yeah, I, I can't I imagine because I was born in 1999. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine okay. an old-fashioned bus. In Nepal. You Nepal. saw Grand Budapest Hotel? Was it black and white? No yeah. So it made it old fashioned? No. No. <laughs> it was sepia. You right. couldn't hear it, but she yeah. did the drums for herself. <laughs> but um, but silently. I know. <laughs> she, but I called her out. I had to. He was. Um, he, You're welcome. He almost got killed, but he pushed on. He found. Uh, what a brave soul. Wait, he pushed on out of a bus crash. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't, he didn't die, so he's going, I'm still doing this shit. injured was he? Yeah, I've seen a picture. He has, like, bandages on his knees. I guess he fell on his knees when, he, when he, uh, the bus, like, fell off the side. And oh, he fell so on, I guess not very far, yeah. apparently. And so he fell on his knees and took a, took some knee injuries, apparently. And uh, not going to stop Tom Slick, Jr. Uh-uh, nothing stopped Tom Slick. Oh, he, um, he and his team found 15 eyewitnesses. Who has seen the Yeti? Or the Metakongmi? We'll get into the... Holy shit. <laughs> Why? That's one of the names. Did you look up a prince and prince? It's not... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also ironic. Hold the pronunciation guy. <laughs> Did that really just happen? You just mispronounced pronunciation. I have you a me? speech impediment. <laughs> I need to put that into an, an, wow. the next little intro. You have to. I was going to make a joke, but I don't even care. That was enough. That was enough. <laughs> I know I am naturally gifted with comedic talent. That wasn't intentional, <laughs> for that sure. Absolutely <laughs> intentional. Uh, so he, what he did, his, uh, his, his method was to run around with a bunch of pictures of, I guess, like Neanderthals and, and Australopithecines and then gorillas and monkeys and things like that and, and say, what does it most look like? And he almost built up almost like an identikit of the Yeti with the, by going to all these eyewitnesses in Nepal and saying, what did you see? Point to the thing that looks the most like it. A, I mean, it's not a great idea, but it's yeah, not, that's not a very good idea. He should have just had them, like, just, like, he should have bought, a, like, an artist. Like, yeah, a, exactly. A police they sketch artist. They should have, yeah, I agree. Because that's priming them to say what yeah. it looks. Because exactly. it might yeah. not have ever even looked yeah. like that at all. I know you hear that a lot. Like, like, you hear that a lot in, in cryptozoology. They do show them things, like, in, in the Michele Mbembe, which uh, we'll do an Goat podcast name. on that one of these days. Um, they would show him pictures of dinosaurs. And, well, yeah, that's yeah. it. I mean, is but it? I mean, I they, they, he could go further and say it had this kind of neck, but yeah. this kind of fur and this kind of arms. And this yeah. Kind of, you know. I don't know how rigorous he was, but that was his basic method. He built up this, this Yeti appearance. And sure. other, other people in his group, though, I guess uh, they found Yeti footprints in the snow and they made casts of those. They found, they even found a Yeti footprint in the mud and that looked very much like the Shipton footprints. And the mud, remember that, that's kind of important because the snow, a lot of people think, oh, they're that big because of snow melt. Well, there right. wouldn't be as much mud melt, presumably. I don't know how mud works. Maybe there would. I don't think mud melts. Oozy. Well, <laughs> well, not melt, but it could, could it ooze and make it I bigger, don't. maybe. I don't know. Depends on the consistency. I guess so. They also... What's the humidity? Four. It's a dry heat. Wait, we're in Nepal. Never what mind. kind of barometer? <laughs> dry old time. Yeah, dry old time. They also came back with some suspicious, suspicious hair and some scat. Oh, that's is, important. Yeah, because they had Yeti poop. I, I don't How know. How did I get that through? Customs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they had to pay some duties, I'm did sure. They say, oh, 
Yes. yes. <laughs> kind of. I can tell by the way you're not. I did. Well, no, yeah. It's a little it bit surprised. Like, <laughs> Why are you laughing? Like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, that was clever. <laughs> See, I think clever. that's natural gifted talent. Mm. <laughs> More like a coinkadink. Why pronounce the pasturation? Wow, what a low blow, Jack. Not really. They, um, there's a movie, I, I'm positive I've seen at least parts of this movie, called The Abominable Snowman of the Himalayas. It came out in late 57 after this, and they have a character named, played by Forrest Tucker, who's a pretty well-known actor at the time. Yeah. Um, he played a, a character named Tom Friend that appears to be loosely based on Tom Slick. In fact, the whole movie appears to be somewhat based on the expedition there, but which means they made this movie really fast, because... I mean, the, the, it was an early 57 West Expedition. The movie yeah. came out that later that same year. So it's like, yeah. oh. So there you go, Mom. There's your Tom Slick movie. Did his character yeah. have scraped up so knees? Uh, probably. Shut I, up. I, I, I don't Proof. know where, I, where I've seen it. I, I looked up, I actually looked up Mystery Science Theater 3000 episodes oh. to see if it was ever on. And, and I don't think it was ever on MST3K, so I don't know where I would have seen this otherwise. Because I'm sure it's a terrible movie. But hey, I, I have a memory <laughs> of seeing it. I somehow have vivid memories of watching the 1960s British horror anthology starring Christopher Lee. That's a good movie. I know what you're talking about. I forget what it was called. It was, I forget too. No, it was called like, The House That House of Blood. House of Dripped Blood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great movie. I, I have vivid memories of that. Why, like, why, why is that was wrong? I watching that. I was watching why that. I'm a terrible parent. No, I remember just watching what he said. Because I remember watching this movie, and I don't know why I would have watched it if it wasn't on MST3K. Because I don't watch bad old movies unless someone's making fun of them. Manos. Sometimes I Manos, The Hands of Fate. Classic MST3K. Oh, that's true. Maybe you saw it as a kid. Channel 13, not a whole lot of choices. I don't think so. Anyway. Back in the day. Can't play like 1997. (laughs) Slick was never to return to Nepal after this first expedition, personally. Apparently, his mom, true story, found Mm -hmm. out about the near-death experience bus accident and forbade him to go back to that part of the world. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) He's in his... 40s now. I like, love it. And he's a second mom. I'm going on the our 18th private jet. Mm. <laughs> I know. I'm so, like the mom trying to control his multi-billionaire son. Right, yeah. All right, he was, he was a mom's boy. Apparently, but he promised his mom he would not go back there. So, but he he was still very encouraged by all the evidence that they found, and that he immediately started uh, funding and planning for another expedition that became the Slick Johnson Expedition of 1958-59, which in the, in the cryptozoological world was actually is pretty famous. It, it, they, they had some results. That's a cool-ass name, Slick Johnson. Slick Johnson. Slick it was Slick Johnson. hyphen Johnson because the shit. co-funder was Kirk Johnson, another Texas oil man and a business partner of Tom Slick's and a friend of Tom Slick's. So he got him to co-fund it with him. And they, um, they sent a team into the upper... Aaron Valley of Nepal to search for the Yeti, quote unquote, because it might be there. Wait, I thought he wasn't allowed to go back there. He didn't go back. Oh, he, he just, just paid it up. He paid the oh, money. Gotcha. I don't. I don't know. I'm not even sure Kirk Johnson went either. They should have named after the researchers. Well, yeah, they should have. No, things that's always not the way the people. world no, works. Baseball stadiums, selfish. Yeah, it is. Schools of law. No, I think everything gross. should be named after the most important person in oh. recent history. Barack Obama. Jesus. Oh, oh I think it's a Ruth Bader <laughs> No. RBG. So the goal was to find a live Yeti. And this is important because huh. in the meantime, after the first expedition, the, the government of Nepal had made it illegal to kill a Yeti. Oh, oh. Good, for, good for Nepal. The U.S. government actually followed suit in 1959. Do you know that? So wow. you cannot go legally you kill a Yeti to this day. Good. I, I, so law. Sasquatch, here. Okay, hold up. How come I don't know. our government is protecting cryptids more than actual human beings? <laughs> yeah, why don't they protect black people? Yeah, what's well, up with that? Just got, I'm going to say it. Just got political up in here. Um, because they're... Stupid? Because they're crazy. Racist? Because it's a yeah. white Jesus creature. Right. That makes sense. That's true. <laughs> Abominable snowman. No, it's not. We That's a myth. It's not white. They're either but it lives brown in or the black. snow. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> All the cartoons are white themed. I know. That one Those cartoon. Those are bad cartoons. The one I've is, seen Monsters Inc. The one in the Matterhorn at Disneyland. That's All white fur. Mm-hmm. With red mm-hmm. eyes. Of course, because it was purple. created by Walt fucking Disney. Yeah. Hitler's best friend. Yep. <laughs> True. Jesus Christ. It's all racist. His nickname was Ava Braun. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm out. Disney's nickname? Yes. His code name. His code name is Ava Braun. Code name. That's, that's not true, by the way. That's not true, internet. Houston Lenati. Kind of. Yeah. Sympathizer. When I, was, when I went yeah. to Disney, same fucking thing. 
when I went to Disneyland for my senior trip, we everyone got excited when our group walked past the statue. He, our dog's like my foot. Um, and I just, oh, there's a Nazi. And everybody laughed. It was like, that's what's going on. That's what's up. You got to remember, a Nazi created all our favorite childhood cartoons. Um, Except we learned Stitch. I came after him, so that's good. <laughs> so that was a nice little diet. Thank you for that rant. <laughs> the expedition was led by Peter and Brian Byrne. They were two fairly well-known Irish big game hunters. They were brothers. Yes. How are the big game hunters involved in this? Yeah, well, I'm you're tracking it out. I still wonder if they have any big game left. Yeah, but were they going to kill it once they found it? They said they weren't. It's illegal. illegal. It's illegal by this time. Well, so. Do you think the Scots care? Scots? They're oh, Irish. Oh, you think the Irish care? I'm throwing the Scots into the bus. Uh, or the Irish. The American naturalist, Gerald Russell, who was a very famous natural, naturalist, was the other leader. And the, thir- the fourth was a Swiss mountaineer and nature filmmaker named Norman Dyrenfirth. Oh, you got it. We're Swiss, so we know. They wore Eddie Bauer down insulated gear, by the way. Oh, okay. I swear Spawn. I didn't know. I, know. I was reading an article Hashtag ad. on Eddie Bauer's website about this. Ah, and seriously? I swear to God, it said, it said, blah, blah, blah. It said what I just told you, right? And then it said, and they all wore Eddie Bauer down insulated gear. And, and, the, and the rest of the article spoke about, like, there was another expedition later, and it goes, this time Eddie Bauer did not go with them. Like, oh, my God. That is like, Eddie Bauer is an entity. Yes, it's funny. Their huh. website is um, kind of lame. So, um, you should sponsor us, Eddie Bauer. Okay. Yeah, so, no, your website's great. Sponsor us. Good thing we're just headed into summer. I know, but you still have nice jackets and, like, uh, boots and, like, water bottles. <laughs> <laughs> I can okay. go for some boots. Very random I'm sure they make camping gear. Sure. sure. Back that. Of course they do. Yeah. Bag. Uh, <laughs> that is a super uh, old I know, but that's why you joke. don't mention it and you just keep yeah. going, goddammit. <laughs> they broke up into smaller teams and they explored a bunch of the different valleys. They basically, uh, the main method was to find where there are recent sightings and they'd go try to chase those down and talk to the locals again. Um, and in these little mini side expeditions, Dyer Firth, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Dyer sure. Firth and his stripper guide named Angdawa. Went into the Solu Kumbu for 10 days in the Dukas Valley. I wanted to say that stuff because those are Nepalese words, and I feel pretty good about that. All right, you're a world citizen. Kind of, kind of. And they discovered a cave. This is, this is interesting. With what appeared to be a, like a bed. Like, it looks like a, like, uh, like a oh, bed for, for sleeping. So they literally found Monsters, Inc. Remains of rodents. That's an and A snow cone. Cat. I was oh. hoping for a snow cone. So they declared it a Yeti cave. All right, did, I'm did down. The, uh, fucking Yeti go to IKEA. Why was there a bed there? Well, I don't know that it was like a stuffed mattress type of bed. Oh. I'm thinking like okay, I so don't they know. found a pile of rocks Straw. with a few fucking leaves on it. Leaves, maybe. It's a spell that I'm gonna say some IKEA snow. bed. <laughs> oh my god, it's <laughs> a spell that. IKEA, you can't have that. Imagine there's an umlaut over the e. <laughs> there has to be. So they thought it was a yeti cave. Another one of the teams found were given strands of reddish brown hair, said to be yeti fur. I guess yeti, yeti hair, right? I'm gonna say it was a rabbit. No, the Sherpa guide on this team, along with another local, that night when they the night they were given the yeti fur, he said they spotted a small yeti standing in the middle of a stream outside their camp. The next morning, Gerald Russell, he was on this little team. He was the naturalist. He uh, went and examined the footprints and said he couldn't you know, identify them as an animal. So, like, a hmm. baby yeti? I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. The two biggest things they, they brought back from this, though, were the, a very famous uh, scalp and an even more famous hand, or part of a hand. They scalped a, the baby yeti? Um, they found it. I'm going to well, say they scalped the baby yeti. Did the fucking baby yeti shed? What the shit? No. A scalp. Just a scalp. The, uh, they were given the scalp by monks. The scalp oh, was used... monks. They love scalping. <laughs> you ever seen the yeti? It's like this very kind of conical looking top of the head, kind of skin and fur. That's reddish, like Kind of what? reddish brown fur. Conehead cosplay. Kind of. Kind of conehead. They have cresting. And um, they, the, the monasteries would use them in, in rituals. And they gave one of these, or maybe two of these, to the Slick Johnson expedition to take back and, and study. Well, did they talk to the monks about where they get these and they how they find these them? They said these were yeti scouts. They trust us. I mean, like, you know, is there a yeti herd? I think they don't ask like, questions like, on like how we got the yeti scouts. It's just like a half of a coconut, but <laughs> it, it, <laughs> trust them. it actually kind of does. Reddish brown. It does look a bit like a half of a coconut. It turns out it has a lovely tropical smell. Mm, no, you use it, it to in, moisturize in Nepal. That's why it's so fishy. Mm. 
didn't smell like fish. It fish. Um, turns out it was made from S-E-R-O-W. It's kind of like a it's like a goat antelope relative that's native to that point of Asia. So what they tested it? They tested it and found it was from a zero. I don't know if I pronounced that. I love it. So the monks they fucking scalp this goat antelope creature to fuck with a couple of whiteies. And then they lie about it. No, they had they had used it. See, that's the thing. They fashioned it. It represented a Yeti scalp to them. And they use in their rituals for years uh, and years and years. They didn't make it to fool them. And, and it, you know, I see what you mean. I it was to believe the white people <laughs> taking it, it like, way too literally. Holy shit! Well, but they did tell me it was a Yeti scalp, and it was yeah. not. So, it but was miscommunication. Asterisk. Yes, yes. But um, the the, the uh, most famous incident was the Pangboche hand that came across this, and it also going to involve Jimmy Stewart. That's my DJ hand. Ladies, ladies. Oh, that'd be delicious. Pang Excuse me. I said that's my DJ name. Oh, is it really? That's a good name. Nobody said we want to eat a Pang hand. So Peter Byrne goes in with a couple of his team to the, a monastery and they, where they had a Pang hand. It was a hand of a Yeti. It was kind of wrapped up and even, I think, even wired because it was very old. It's supposed that according to their story, they had found a dead Yeti in a cave or something like that and they brought the body back and this is what's left from, you know, many, many years ago. Right, it was a relic kind of used in their rituals, which you know, it doesn't sound. I mean, the Catholics, yeah. Catholic churches do that all the time. I they know, have, but did it, I was gonna say, what kind of witchcraft? Fucking, they have a frog leg and I have a newt somewhere else. Hey. What? Where did witches come what, from? What, name and, a, a medieval church that doesn't have a piece of bone from a saint. Yeah, they but they couldn't so. preserve the rest of the body. They do. I don't know. I'm yeah, not no, aware yeah, of this. Oh yeah, they I, love. Oh god, are you serious? Oh my gosh. Yeah, have you heard that? What's that one pope that's buried underneath the throne? Yeah. The whole, yeah, um, you, mean, you know, the cat fly out are mysteries. they divvying up his bones and sending him to churches to you? No, no, they they all the Pope bodies on the premises. I want the big toe. <laughs> Wait, which, oh, now you mean Keep it as a little necklace. Oh, okay. I'd rather have the tarsal. And then I, I show up all to the Catholic churches with all those proud Catholic ladies and be like, mm, you think you're a good Catholic? I got the big toe of this dude. Mm, suck it. Kathleen. Catholic. I never learned that in CCD. Well, it's true. I'm just saying. They have, um, Pieces of, of saints all over the place. All but my question is, if they had like a whole body, mm-hmm. did they claim to have an entire body? I, I don't know. I think so. Body, Why would just the hand? It's not, Shut up. not that big a deal. Uh, I don't get it. Possibly with the connivance of some monks they may have bribed. Peter Burns. This is the greatest sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's not proven, but it's possible. Burn was able to, I guess, you know, go in another room with the hand to just examine it under some better light. And he took off the thumb, and I guess one of the fingers they they, they call it a phalange, which is which is part of yeah. the bones of a finger. I just don't know if it's a whole finger or a part of a finger or whatever. But the thumb and at least part of another finger put a human thumb and human finger in its place, wired it back up, and covered it with rags. Which you just happen to have in his which pocket. Clearly implies malice of forethought that they intended to do that because they, they had heard of this relic. This relic was well known to them. So oh, they okay. went to the human finger. Store apparently back in Texas, they got themselves a thumb and a finger and figured we're gonna go. If we get access to the Pang Boche hand, we are going to swap it out because we're weird. Next. So they and they were able to, um, and they swapped it out with, uh, with the stuff, put it back where it was, and said, No, okay, looks good, we're gonna go now. Bye. And uh, Byrne was able to get it out of Nepal into India. Peter Byrne, there in India, though, they're worried that they weren't able to get it out of India. So Kurt Johnson called his. Bestie, Jimmy Stewart, the world famous actor, and said, I think he was in India shooting a film or something, and said, Can you go meet Peter Byrne and take this finger, these bones, and get them and smuggle them out of the country for me? Because, um, you know, you're Jimmy Stewart and you, no one's going to check your bags, I guess. Wow. And so he did. And Jimmy Stewart, many, many, many years later, um, and this, this was not known until 1989 when Lauren Coleman was writing his book and he went through, he was going through Tom Slick's notes and found that, that, a, a retelling of that incident, uh, Lauren Coleman went to Jimmy Stewart, who was almost dead by then, and Jimmy Stewart confirmed that he did indeed do that for him. Jimmy cannot tell a lie. No. No, never. Um, I mean, you're on your way out. Yeah. That's true. You're not going to lie. So, they got the bones out. The next year, though, 1960, I think it was, by then, Marlon Perkins oh. of Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Again, yeah. people our age will know that famous they show. They don't know Mutual of Omaha's you know Wild Kingdom. Kingdom. Don't you dare. Do you know Marlon Perkins? Marlon Perkins? Nope. 
Okay. <laughs> but I watched that intro. I know that cheetah running across the savannah. American families watched him religiously. He was every a skinny Sunday. old man, even when we were kids. He was yeah. a skinny old man, and he had this younger guy named Jim, right? Who did everything. I swear to God. I swear. Every episode was now, and now, and Marlon Perkins would voiceover, right? And now Jim will go into the lion's den while I wait safely in the Jeep. Every episode. Me as always. Marlon did not do shit, <laughs> mm-hmm. but his name was above the title. That was bullshit. Dream job. It was a dream job. He was literally in the, um, he was literally in the, in the, in the Jeep while Jim got almost killed. So Marlon Perkins and Sir Edmund Hillary, yeah. the conqueror of Mount Everest, they led an expedition uh, funded by the World Book, which uh, I think is encyclopedias, right? Yeah. So a multi-million dollar expedition. Those books are always at the library that are always in perfect condition because yes, no, one no one fucking has, looks at them. They don't allow you them. to. I swear they Bro, don't. Why would you anyway? It's, it's called the Fucking Internet. Google. So they were nearby the Pongboche Monastery. So they said, let's step in there and check out that hand. They went there and checked out the hand and they declared it human and therefore fake, a fraud. So, do they, so we're not sure. Did they... So what kind of Frankenstein looking hand? Did they just that? test the fingers? That's that exactly. They Peter would later say, "Well, they might have looked at my thumb, and that wasn't <laughs> human because I did that." Um, <laughs> or not? Did the thumb I put in yeah. Yeah, I'm a human from some Texan? So, and um, they examined the. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So they didn't. They they had no idea though that it was a doctor. And again, that didn't come out until the late 1980s. So they had. So, but they said, "Done. Case closed. No yeti." So. Um, Wait, that was Marlon Perkins? Yes, that was Marlon Perkins. That out. Yep. Tests then were done on the stolen bones. So Peter Byrne brings back the, and Jimmy Stewart bring back the stolen bones, and they do tests on them. And I can't remember the guy's name, but some very, very famous naturalist or whatever tested them and said they appear to be hominin, maybe Neanderthal, but he couldn't be sure. So it was very exciting at the time. People were thinking, my God, this might be a Yeti bones. Um, in the meantime, though, someone after the Perkins folks checked it, someone in the 60s, I guess, stole the Pangboche hand from the monastery. So it cannot be, and to this day, it's, it's never reappeared. It cannot be tested. The oh, rest of it. Yeah. Right? Um, I think a certain uh, Indiana Jones might be up to this. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Nick Cage. Nick. Yeah. But only in the uh, that one. What's the movie where he that steals is a the Declaration weird. of Independence? National, National Treasure. National Treasure. That is, I you, now, I want to tell the audience, Jack did not know anything about Nick Cage being part of the story, but just just told you horses. Whoa! What? So, look at me go. Just wait. Just look at me go. I have no uh, talent. The burn. The burn <laughs> switched out bones, though. They were all. They, people say, okay, let's test them now with with um, you know better science later on. They disappeared. No one knew what? where they were either. Convenient. Oh, 2011. Fast forward. Someone finds them in the Ontario Museum of London, one of the most famous museums in the world. They had been on on in that museum all that time. And whatever just forgot, apparently. So they identified those as the bones and say, yep, these are the bones. Peter Burns still alive, I think. And he identified that as the bones that he had brought back from the, so the genuine Pem- Pangboche hand, thumb, and finger bone. And so now they tested them by the Royal Zoological Society of Scotland in 2011 and found them to be Nicholas Cage's ancestors. Human. Oh. Sad. Why did you guys think I was really going to say Yeti? No, no, I didn't like, know what you were going to say. Something new, or we've or, conf- we've actually confirmed the, the existence of Yeti for um, since 2011. Just never told you guys. You didn't know that. Yeah, no, that's true. No, I would have heard it was human. Sad but true. So it was another. Again, though, in fairness to the monks, they made this to represent a Yeti hand. Yes, it was a, a human, probably some sad monk's hand. They cut his hand off to use it as a Yeti hand. Was, was it? Okay, Scott I don't think so. Being a defender of of the, the monks, monks for being frauds. Yeah, well, you don't know. I you don't know their them. motivations. I saw seven years in Tibet, and I respect that. I like the Dalai Lama. Good yeah. guy. Yeah, but, yeah. That's true. So, so um, tell us that came back from these things, though, and, and, and a lot of you criticized the Slick Johnson expedition, particularly, because it, was, it wasn't it was huge, but it's still, you've got a bunch of Westerners and maybe some local guys, you know, traipsing around the valleys in Nepal, uh, trying to find this very, very famously shy creature that would have smelled, heard scented them same thing from miles and miles away right <laughs> so it's not it's not crazy that they, they didn't spot or take a you know get a live yeti or even take a picture of a yeti um, and besides a lot of cryptozoologists believe that you know everybody thinks of the yetis as on like like on the high mountains in the middle of the snow yeah, like that, would that. Be ridiculous. that makes no sense there's yeah. nothing to eat there so most cryptozoologists believe that if the interesting thing is the yeti it lives down in the lower areas 
where in, 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 in that area, there's a rainforest. I mean, it's thick, thick forest, even at high altitudes in, um, in, in Nepal and, and that area. So, uh, Slick theorized, by the way, that there were two types of yetis. He thought there was a smaller version that was like, say, four or five feet tall. It lived in the, in the mountain rainforest at about eight to 12,000 feet of altitude and was black. He also thought that there was a larger six to eight foot classic reddish brown yeti that did live on the higher altitudes. At least that was his, um, you know, theory. And a lot of cryptozoologists took that as kind of very seriously and, and still a lot of people think that's true. Mm. of those types. So they, they didn't really find anything, but Dyron Firth, the Swiss dude, he would re- later write a paper and he would say, quote, I'm going to quote here, all evidence, including the 350-year-old scalp and skeleton hand of a yeti at Panboche Lamasari, seems to establish beyond a shadow of a doubt the existence of possibly two types of yeti. When shown photographs of the yeti hand, British and Russian scientists state that this may be the very clue of the yeti mystery. So, given what we know of um, the yeti hand, you know, it's just kind of sad to hear him write that. He wrote that before the test had been done. He also said that Tom Slick now has another small group in the field, and, and there are said to be four Russian teams roaming the Pamirs in search of the snowman. Competition between the two most powerful nations of the world would appear to be limitless. So he thought that the Russians and the, the Soviets and the Americans would, you know, send all these teams and they'd find the Yeti imminently, but it never happened. Well, I mean, I wonder why. Maybe the Russians did, huh. and they're preparing to use it as a super soldier. Ooh. That would be just like we'll them. We'll find out it? soon. Really? Yeah, because yeah. that would have been the sixties. I mean, if Trump <laughs> really wants to go to war with Iran, what the hell did that come from? <laughs> I'm not sure how that. Because they're a Russian ally. Yeah. Oh, they'll use Syria. The, are they going to use the Yeti super soldiers? No. Yeah, that's when it'll happen. That's when we'll find out. <laughs> Tommy Slick could never go back to Nepal, as you know, because his mom said. <laughs> So, Mama said. Mama said. I didn't know like she it. had and control you can over the never go back she on does. a promise to your mom. That's a fact. She's, we'll see about that. Oh, <laughs> shit, man. So, you know what he did? He said, okay, our next best thing, Mama, can I fly to the Pacific Northwest in California? She said, I was got so, son. He went looking for Bigfoot. Yeah. Looking for the Sasquatch. serial killer. He funded... The, and, and went on, I believe, the Pacific Northwest Expedition in 1960 was the largest Bigfoot hunt ever into Northern California. Um, it included like every major Bigfoot hunter of the time. They did find some big, some footprints, but I mean, didn't everyone find footprints? Yeah. When they go looking for Bigfoot. Pretty you much. Always, you always find footprints when you go look for Bigfoot. His notes at the time though, of the expedition, though, have been lost. They never were found, so we don't know. Well, but, uh, you know, again, if they did find a Bigfoot, I think we know about it. So. Yeah. Nothing happened there. He also... And super soldier. He, maybe. That's Those are super America. soldiers, though. So I think the Bigfoot can kick the Yeti's ass, I'm pretty sure. That's true. So we're prepared. Come on. He hunted um, He hunted the tri- in the Trinity Alps of Northern California. Ooh. He took a sighter and hunted for the giant salamander of the Trinity Alps, uh, which was said to be an 8 to 10 foot salamander in uh, Northern California that had been spotted decades before. So he, uh, he traveled in, in the Trinity Alps and found the salamander. And I didn't, didn't find the salamander. He also went to Alaska and looked for some lake monsters at Lake Iliamna in Alaska, which are some, we'll probably talk about that in future broadcasts too. Hopefully, maybe. I was going to say, I have never, never heard, heard of them. Such yeah. a lake. Big, giant, 10, 12, 15 foot fish spotted from the air multiple times in Lake Iliamna. Huh. Uh, he was involved. He also funded a search for the Orang Pendek in Sumatra. And uh, tried to preserve uh, one of the first persons to try to preserve the uh, endangered rhinos. So well, that's a guy. He also was an early guy in saying, "Look, the, if there are these yetis or, or sasquatch, they're intelligent beings, and we should leave them alone. I or certainly not hurt them." Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, did Tom Slick ever marry and have children? Yeah, I feel like he's a little too busy for that. He played yeah. the field quite a bit. He and Howard Hughes used to be well known, and the uh, polo that big famous hotel in L.A. He would go there sometimes and hang out with Howard Hughes and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He died too young, though. He was, I think, 46. He was oh, flying to a hunting trip. That's a perfect age to die. Okay. Flying to... Okay, thanks for that. <laughs> thanks for that in the middle of a sentence. He was flying to a hunting trip in Canada, possibly doing some Sasquatch searching, and his plane disintegrated in mid-flight and oh. crash-landed into the wilderness in Montana. No disintegrated. That's what I read. Some sources call that a "quote unquote" suspicious. Yeah, I was accident. just about to say. How many Turned conspiracy theories? I don't know. That's what I read. Yeah. I don't know if that. I mean, that could be internet bullshit. That's the right word. That's what. That's well, literally I mean, the word they're used when that I, that I read. I mean, it's it happened. Be, yeah, it falls apart. The wings fly. 
Wait, no, wrong word. <laughs> That's how it's supposed to work. <laughs> no, anyway. So he died young. And in, I think, Debatable. 62, I think. No, 46? Young to die. <laughs> we know Aaron. Take it from those of us who are over 46, it's young to <laughs> die. Trust me. He wasn't very well known in his lifetime. The, 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 the expedition was pretty well known. It got some media attention, and the hand got some attention, but not a ton. Uh, when Lauren Coleman wrote his book in 89, he became a little bit more well-known then, but he would be much, 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 much more well-known if one Nicolas Cage had had his way. What? In the late 90s, Nick Cage's, I call him Nick, his no. um, Nick's production company had, had bought the rights too and was developing a movie called Tom Slick, Monster Hunter. Oh, no. It was set to be released in like 2000, 2001. It was a done deal. It was in pre-production, I believe, but it just sort of fell apart. It got in development hell, I guess, and just went away. I'm okay with that. It was said, though, that it was going to be like a farcy, farcical, you know, play it for Nick Cage's frantic comedic talents, which was could not be less Tom Slick. He was, again, he was this thoughtful, quiet, almost yeah. shy guy. Um, and Nick Cage doing his, you know, comedy Nick Cage <laughs> kind of stuff. It's like, ah, 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 ah. It wouldn't have worked for Tom Slick. No, the eyes. He's just a yeah. wicked man. I mean, did Tom Slick would never have said, not the bees, not the bees. Not the bees. I'm sure of it. God so that was Tom Slick and his search for the Yeti uh, and other things. He was a fascinating person. He was... Die. Too bad. You know, he could have funded a lot more fruitless searches for things that didn't <laughs> Or so. Well, what about protecting more endangered That's species? That's true. Yeah. That's true also. Um, the rhinos. <laughs> They need help now. They do. Yeah, they so do. do the elephantes. Mm-hmm. So that's about Tom Slick. Any any um, any thoughts? Well, any thoughts? I like that he likes animals because mm-hmm. I can relate, and mm-hmm. I like that he funds things. I can't really relate to that though. <laughs> Why are you talking about him in the present tense? Yeah, he's dead. Sure, I don't because I'm talking about him right now. Yeah, <laughs> 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 he is pissed off. Made you want to laugh at the same time. <laughs> I'm gonna snort. Okay, next. It's not hard. Okay, is that it? Are we done? Oh, nobody else? Tom Slick. Good guy. Goodbye. Monster Hunter. Oh. Make a movie, somebody. Not not Nicholas. Not Nicholas. Yeah. 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 Not called movie. Monster Hunter. Who's not oh, really a, cool a comedic no. actor. But you gotta, you gotta be more serious about it. That's all I'm saying. I don't like the Monster Hunter, because yeah. Monster is... Okay. It gives the wrong image. Is. And they're not... Well, hunt, no. sure, but whatever. Next. And he wasn't hunting them. You said that he didn't oh, want to yeah. hurt okay. them, and he thought we should leave them alone. Don't be so technically not a, a name of a movie. You hunt yeah. for mushrooms. You, can you, be. Want to you eat. hunt for truffles. Okay. Yeah, but we hunt for like uh, the shipwrecks, so but we don't want to eat those. Monster Hunter has the wrong connotation to it, the wrong feel. That okay. You, like, you okay, go you know to what? see Wait. that movie, <laughs> we moved on. and you're not going to expect to see any of the stuff we've been We're talking about. We're not going to worry about it. So, uh, thanks for... Oh, hey. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, talk to us on Twitter at um, Weird World Pod and Facebook, Weird World Podcast and Weird World Podcast at gmail.com. Yay. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Uh, next time.